about the heat. Yes, we can. Good morning, Daily Huddle. It is Wednesday. It is Wisdom Wednesday. We are going to throw some wisdom at you. Um, Mark, do you have anything that you can offer for wisdom today? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I think I might have a few nuggets for everybody out there. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning, Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Hope that you, uh, your energy is right and your attitude is right. And if it's not, guess what? We're here to help you. Get it going, baby. Get it going. Um, so uh, big, uh, big night for the heat. You know, proud of, people, of the heat. Probably proud of the heat. A lot of people waking up this morning disappointed, but you can't really be disappointed with effort. They are climbing the mountain. Nobody expected them to be there, and they're there. You know, they are there. You know, it's uh, yep. you know, incredible. I love it, and appreciate John Son for the. Uh, for the motivation and the wisdom and shout out to Michelle Esposito in the house this morning saying hello. My first lady waking up with the crowd. So Jim Barrett, I will tell you, Mark and I had a conversation. You would have won the bet because uh, today's music is unfortunately um, is a, you know, an Eddie Van Halen song. So we'll get to that shortly, but uh, you know, shout out. Shout out to Jeremy Turisk. So yesterday we closed on our house. It was an amazing time. But the experience of closing at the house, like, you know, there's a tons of papers and stuff. But for those of you who didn't see on my Instagram story, um, just unbelievable setup, music, all kinds of really, really great stuff. So the experience of closing the house was phenomenal. We're super excited about it. And so, yeah, I mean, the, the heater, the heater. I'm proud of the Heat this morning. Watching them battle and watching them work as young guys, that to me is like so inspiring. So Michelle's great. She's asking, did she miss the music? No, we, uh, we're having a little bit of banter in the morning. We're welcoming people in. Then we, gotta, we have something chock full. The content is chock full today. Um, we're going to be talking um, about storytelling. So if you're not, um, if you're in for a good story, I got them. Um, I this you buying a house reminds me of when I bought my first house, and I remember sitting at the the dinner table with my parents in their house, and my dad was like, "All right, big shot, big shot, you're a taxpayer now. You know, you got a house." He goes, "What are you going to do when something breaks?" And I said, "Watch." I got up, I walked over to the phone, and I, said, oh, I go, "Dad." <laughs> True, man. Uh, you know, there are thank God I support the economy with all of those people that do things around the house and do all that stuff. So uh yeah, that's <laughs> I yeah, I'll call I know I know who I'm calling. I'm calling Shay. So <laughs> that's exactly right. That's what I do now. I had the conversation yesterday, like, you know, where are you gonna are you gonna do your own renovations to the house and everything? I said, No, no, no. I said, I'm good at people, I'm good at sports, I'm good at a lot of other things. House renovations is not one of them. Keep the hammer and the nails and the listen, screwdrivers away from me. I have always been that guy that said, hey, listen, man, if I try to do it, I'm going to screw it up so bad that it's going to cost me more to get it <laughs> fixed. So let's just go with it. Let's go with some morning music. R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen, one of the greatest guitarists um, in our time. I think he was ranked in the top 10 guitarists of all time. Shay, go to the music.
So uh, what, what a fabulous, fabulous song brought back a lot of memories. Michelle and I last night were picking out the motivational music. We obviously went to, you know, we were playing a bunch of his stuff. So there was a lot of choices we could have made. We, we, we wound up going with, with this one and here's why. Um, uh, the, the first uh, lyrics of this song, I get up and nothing gets me down. You got it tough. I've seen the toughest around, and I know, baby, just how you feel. You got to roll with the punches and get to <laughs> what's real. <sighs> so, you know, Jim, interruption. I mean, you can all start throwing up, you know, your your, your favorite song. Um, you know, interesting what went on with that with David Lee Roth and then Sammy Hagar. I love Sammy Hagar. One of my favorite songs of all time is Can't Drive 55. You know, just you know, just one of the greatest songs. So um, here's a quote from Eddie Van Halen that'll sort of sum up the day. Um, it makes me feel kind of weird, but obviously the man upstairs gave me something and it touches people and I'm so blessed to be able to give it to them. So uh, RIP Eddie Van Halen. Here's one big shout out to fuck you cancer because he got, uh, it was, um, you know, unfortunately he was set up with, uh, uh, th throat cancer, which is so, sort of speaking strange. of cancer, right? With the, the Pink Pumpkins uh, fundraiser continues on for us. We've got people coming in, and there's more donations rolling yeah. in. Hey, Shay, I can What's see you. Hey, do you have the, um, <laughs> the slide that I sent you this morning from uh, City Furniture? Do you have that or no? We'll show it tomorrow. All right, never mind. So just okay. a reminder for everybody that if you're looking for the link, we posted it yesterday on the show. We'll get it to you guys. Just reach out to us through a message or through an email or something like that. But, um, you know, we're continuing to give back this whole month. So I want to remind everybody as we do that. So, uh, you know, as we move into, you know, what we do here every day, you know, it's it's become really cool. It's a 30 minute show that Mark and I are producing. It takes time and effort to create the content that we share. It's not just to show up and throw up, sort of an indication of what professionals do is they prepare. But there are some days that, you know, we've been doing the national day or somebody's birthday, you know, the, you know, when so, we have something Crocs happened birthday. in history. Right. <laughs> like, something to tee it up. But Shay, go to the video for me, please. So we're having major difficulties here. I'm going to punch <laughs> it right ahead. Um, I don't know what's going on here, but what's That's happening? That's all right. It's all messed up. Okay, so uh, let's see what, what what's going on here. Shay will make it happen. I've got no doubt about it. But so point being no, is no, no, that. No. All right, here we go. That's a good idea. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. <laughs> No story? No, forget the story. You gotta have a story. Who says you gotta have a story? So, uh, <laughs> those who remember, I'm a Seinfeld fan. I love, love, I'm a geek for all of that kind of stuff. I wore a t-shirt the other day, Vandalay Industries, that everybody went crazy on. So, um, so unfortunately today, I got nothing. And I, I, you know, I was preparing <laughs> and I was like, here's the day, the national days, national frappe day, national chocolate covered pretzel day, national trigeminal awareness day. I don't even know what the hell that is. So, so I got nothing. So there are times when you get caught and you got nothing to do. And so I wanted today to be 
all about the art of storytelling. You heard at the end there, everybody has a story. Every conversation that I start with people, people say, hey, what do I do when I go to have a virtual cup of coffee? How do I start it so that I don't jump into the business? I jump in with, hey, what's your story? Everybody has a story. Your ability to tell the story will dictate a lot of the success you have in life. So having said that, Shay, do we have another video or you're done? No, Shay is out. I got it. You know, I invited Larry to my party. You know, the first time I think he would come, but he said, hey, I'm gonna come. Hey, I'm gonna come. Larry came, Jeff came. It was like 350 people there. The party was beautiful. You know, I invited Larry. Larry shows up early as hell. Like, you know, I call it white man early. He showed up white man early. I said, Larry, why are you so goddamn early to my party, man? Larry was the first one there. Now, I'm up now, I had an SLS hotel in, in Hollywood. So I'm, in, I'm up in my room. I had a party planner. You know, you get a so first of all, I love that character. JB is yeah. fantastic. But you see the power of the story that he's about to tell. He sets the stage. He brings people in. So today's entire content is going to be about storytelling. And so the art of storytelling, everybody has a story to tell. Storytelling is a skill. Skills are things that can be learned. And storytelling can contribute to inclusion, connection, confidence, and change. Comment there, Mr. Nudeberg. Yeah, so the, uh, an important element to storytelling, I think, is understanding your audience. You know, you talk about, you know, when you were on stage in Atlanta and you had talked about LeBron and how it fell on deaf ears and it was like, oh, don't talk about that. So I think understanding who you're talking to is also important because the stories you have are your own, but you have to be able to relate them to people to be able for them to understand it. So last night, you know, we had a contractor come by the house to start looking at our bathroom so that for the work that we're going to do. And what endeared me to him was that he had a story about every little thing that we wanted to do, whether it was putting a shower door on, whether it was moving a vanity, whatever it was, he had a really fun story to tell about an experience that he had with it. So he wasn't just telling me that he could do it or that he had done it before. He actually told it with an entertaining story, which built confidence in him, which built likability in him to the end where I was like, I don't really care what this guy costs. I like this guy. This is the guy that I want to work on my bathroom because I know who he is. He's got great stories and I'm able to understand him. So real key takeaway there, no surprise, you bought the person, not the skill. Like there's what he does, and we talk about this in every training right now, who you are is matter than what you do. You know, it's different, matters more than what you do. So, you know, here's a place where he's telling stories that are reeling you in. Hook is in and he's pulling you in the boat by sharing you this camaraderie, there's understanding. So um, one of the things about stories is that it helps you to learn about somebody and remember, oh, I remember when he told me that story about bop, 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 bop. So according to experts, 99% of all stories ever told can be categorized um, at their most basic level into one of these seven plots. So it's interesting as I tell people, you are the director and the writer of your own movie. Storytelling is just writing the script any way you want. You can make yourself the king of the forest if you want, but most people don't do that. They don't have the confidence to do that. So here's some keys to what they, this study said. The underdog 
the quest, the journey, uh, rags to riches, comedy, tragedy, or rebirth. If you think about that, all stories do tend to fall into that. Now, I, I talk about it in my book, but one of the greatest failures I ever had you know, it was when I lost the naming rights deal to what is now the Truist Center or something like that. When I tell that story to people, it creates empathy. They're like, holy shit, dude, that was a bummer. You know, so wow, and you're still standing here telling that story. Good for you. So, you know, but how you tell sense. that story is so critical because you take people along the journey of how you created the connection, sitting in the car on the way to the dinner, you build that journey for people so that they're along the ride with you. Similar to when I tell people the, the first time I got fired at the University of Cincinnati, I, I tell the story of coming through the coaching profession and being 27 years old and being a special teams coordinator at a power five school and, and having all of these things happening to me, where in my mind, my vision was, this is the first step to me becoming the youngest head coach in NCAA football. And literally six months later went from having that vision to looking at my, my record and going, oh, shit, I'm a 27-year-old, one-year special teams coordinator that just got fired. Look at how my perspective just went from being like, I'm about to be the hottest thing since sliced bread to, oh, shit, how am I going to explain to everybody that I got fired after one year and it wasn't my fault? Who the fuck's going to listen to that? Who's going to believe that? So the art of telling that story to people to let them know, hey, how you perceive the, the obstacles in your life, it builds that journey for them with me. So, so I really dig that. One of the greatest storytellers of all, Shay, let's go to the slide, is Pixar. Yeah, so, love it. So Pixar is arguably one of the greatest storytellers ever. They tell their story in pictures. But uh, they came out with an article, the six rules for great storytelling. But it's summed up in one slide. I'll go through the rules, but I want Shay to put up this slide. Basically, any can they hear me? Yeah. Oh, the slide. Good. So yeah. basically, any one of these sentences, it's called the story spine. How fucking cool is that? The spine <laughs> of the story, man. I love it, man. So you know, I love digging into content and sharing it with you guys. Once upon a time, I had hair. <laughs> There's a story. <laughs> and Mark does a good job of reminding people. Every day, once, one a day, because of that, because of this, until finally, you know, these are great words that tee off a story. Now, I organically have done that my whole career because my grandfather was the best storyteller ever. I mean, he, he, you know, basically you go to a party. He was the guy that everybody was around. He'd have a martini, be dressed to the nines. And he was telling stories that people laugh. There was comedy. There was lightness. There was tragedy. All the things that we just talked about. So Pixar came up with these. Good morning, JJ Pelletier. Welcome to the show. Um, love what's going on with Grape Stars. So here's, which by the way, JJ, if you haven't connected with him, his story is fantastic. That guy's a like unbelievable perseverance. What a great story. So Mark, let's go through the six rules according to Pixar. Why don't you do the first one? Uh, so the first one is great stories are universal. 
So understanding that when you're telling a story, it can relate to anybody in any situation at any time. You just have to figure out how to position it to that audience so they can understand it, which obviously Pixar does an amazing job of. As you, you have tiny children and adults in a room that are all relating to the same story that they're watching. So, um, God, I love this. This is so cool because it really is. You do have control. Most stories have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Think about watching the movie. As you're watching the movie, you don't know what's going to happen, but the writer does. The writer already wrote the movie, wrote the script. So, you know, it has to have structure. Where are you going with it? Have you ever been with somebody who starts telling a story and you have no idea where they're going? Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> or they just drop it off and you're like, get, I'm not get sure why to they the told point. me the story. Like, get to the point. Where are you going? You know, if you lost me on the trail, that's your fault. You have to have responsibility there. So it has to have purpose and structure. Keep going. Yeah. So the, the third one is um, great stories have a character to root for. It doesn't necessarily have to be an underdog, in my opinion. I think it could be the champion that you're just understanding how to tell that story on how they came through the struggles of where they got to where they are. But the main character and I, when we talk about this with people, it's critical to me when you build your content, because just because you're the lead actor doesn't necessarily mean you're the main character. The story oh. might not be all about you. But you're the lead actor in it. You're the person that's driving the story. But the story is about everything that's happening around them and learning and, and, and in their world, which I think is really critical. Because if you're telling it all about you all the time, people are like, this guy does never shut the hell up about himself. Yeah, yeah I think that's really well said. And you think you see, you know, the journey of our storytelling here started with a word, started with a concept. If you think ahead of time when you're going to speak to somebody in a virtual coffee, design where you want to go, you know? So it, it's, you know, or Michelle has a, there's a doozy. There's a great one. Michelle yeah. said, or <laughs> as you're telling the story, they finish it for, for you, you know? Shay, put up the X, please. <laughs> the, the, the people who finish your sentences are tough. Tough to have yeah, conversations not with. Good. So, um, so I think we don't have to do all six of those. That That's pretty... Um, strong content about um, storytelling and how significant of it is. You know, last week I played a song by um, called Imagination by Gorgon City. Use your imagination. Think about your career. Think about the highlights. One of the reasons why ESPN became really popular is they took what was going on in the, sh in the entire game, pulled it into the highlights and deliver it to us in a minute Create your own highlight reel, create your own sizzle reel, and even better, ask somebody else about what their sizzle reel is. Hey, what's the highlight of the month for you? What what really worked? So this is all tools to be a great conversationalist. If you want to live and breathe in this new economy, you better learn how to build relationships. How do you build relationships? You got to play that game of tennis. You got to be telling stories, listening to stories, all that kind of stuff. Any other comment on that, my son? No, I just think, you know, where Scott Graham says, be interested, not interesting. That's true when you're in a, in, a, in a conversation where you're able to pull out a lot of conversation from somebody else. When you're the one who has to carry the conversation, which isn't a bad thing at times, that's just how the dynamic falls within a meeting with somebody or a visit with somebody. 
you have to be able to tell your story. And if you haven't already thought about it in your mind and you're not looking at your world as a content creator and how to build it, you're going to struggle with that. So I think understanding that what are the stories that I can rely on that, you know, have lessons because everything should have a lesson in it. You shouldn't just tell it just to put it out there and see what happens. You should know where you're going. So, yes, it's important to be interested in people, but you got to know how to tell your story, too. It's really true. And, and within my sales game, my, you know, people call it a script. I don't have a script. I go with it. When someone says something or is questioning something, I immediately volley back with a story. Hey, let me tell you what this other client, what this other name, hey, I was working with Bank United and here's how this played out. And so people like the comfort of knowing someone else was in the same spot. So that's a way yes. to really create credibility, you know, certainly social credibility by using the name of, but, but be real, be real uh, genuine. So, you know, this whole conversation about what to say, people were never trained on this stuff. I am talking to two major organizations about um, revamping their sales culture. And it's all really about the words. Um, and, you know, in my book, I talk about the three greatest words in sales, which, you know what, I could pivot and go to that right now. You know, why, why don't we do that? <laughs> we, can, we can do that. I, I think it's really, you know, let's do that. It's I didn't appropriate. That prepared, but it's, you know, so if we're talking about words, you know, for most people in sales, they're talking about, and this is the sales culture, they measure success by meetings and appointments. Well, you know, if you're the writer, you could eliminate those words because let me tell you something, an appointment is with a doctor or a dentist, and I don't know anybody who loves going to appointments. Oh, I'm going right. to go sit down and have, have my teeth drilled. You know, great. That's fantastic. And so, nobody loves a meeting. Like I remember being in, in, in the football world, my entire day was sucked up by meetings. I had all the things that I knew I needed to do in order to help us be successful. And very few of them were the actual meetings that we were in all day. So using those words immediately creates a, which it's such a good, actually, it's such a good tie to what, what, what Murphy wrote, because it's exactly that is the words that you're saying create an emotion of feeling inside of other people. And if you're using negative words, you're already setting yourself back. So, so I've changed that from years ago, my sales culture, I created, I said, listen, there are no more appointments. There are no more meetings. There's only visits. Jeff brought way to go, man. There's a guy yeah. who, uh, who I've worked with for, uh, for quite a bit of time and great job jumping into that. So nobody brings brochures. Nobody does any selling at a visit. Hey, let's meet for coffee and visit. That's what a virtual coffee is. It's a visit, right? And so the, the second part, the second word that really is a qualifier, which is as in the sale, as a sales professional, I'm going to tell you straight up front, not everybody's a fit for me. I know I'm only going to match up with three out of every 10 people. So I tell you straight up front, Mark, thank you. I'd love to visit with you. The purpose of my visit is I want to figure out if we're a fit. Oh, what do you mean? How do I, how do I become a fit? You know, and then taking that word fit and closing it up because if you are a fit, then I can provide value to you the same way I do to Dex Imaging, the same way I do to Worldwide Express. Shout out to my Detroit crew or, or our Detroit crew. You know, shout out to Bank United and Jerry and all that. You know, that's where this stuff happens. It's like, wow, man, I want to be part of that crowd. That's a story. Well, tell me what you did with Bank United. Great. 
that's a key opener to a story. So, you know, those three words in my book are visit, fit, value. I promise you, regardless of what product or price you, um, product, price, or service that you sell, it's a home run. And I taught you that right when you got in the game. So I'm going to tell a story from Ed Murgatroyd, who I had my one-on-one -on -one with yesterday. Ed, yeah, got yeah. An Ed, Ed got an unbelievable opportunity with Delta because he showed up to this event in Atlanta. He's having a conversation. And we had, we, had, we had talked about the strategy and game plan going into this weekend. But he said to me after, he goes, you know, I, I realized that I spent the entire time digging into this guy and asking him how they were doing what they were doing and what they were about. And I never even tried to pitch him on anything. And it only forced him at the end of the conversation to say, well, I've talked all about what I'm doing. Tell me what you do, which led him to being able to explain what he's doing with Fresh Air IP, which then led them to having a longer conversation and building a relationship. So he put in the equity early by asking the other guy about his story and what's happening, which earned him the right to talk business, which is what we talk about constantly with people in the biz dev process. Love it. Welcome, Buddy and Alicia from across the pond. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us. We know what a commitment um, you guys are making. So I appreciate it. So we're at 25 minutes. I want to switch. We I'm haven't gonna, even the, done shame or fame yet. <laughs> the power of telling the stories. You never know where it's going to go. I'm having fun. But what I want to do is I really want to switch gears and I want to go into why the LinkedIn invites and requests and all that stuff is an opportunity to tell a story. So let's go into the wall of shame for those that don't know how to tell a story. God, that's a good song, man. That'll keep you going all day long. So my um, my uh, offering today is from a guy that comes into my world with a note. Hey, Steve, exclamation point. I know that we obviously don't really know each other, but I'm going around meeting other entrepreneurs. I saw what you're doing and thought it would be cool for us to chat. Now that on the surface, that feels pretty good. Right? I would win. That, would, that okay. would gain entry in my world. So he's knocking on the door, you know, the, you know, the Wizard of Oz, we're knocking on the castle, we're getting in. Mm -hmm. And before I can even breathe, he comes right back and he goes, hey, Steve, so while I await your response, I figure I would just let you know what I do. So I'm actually currently doing a 45-day case study where we help establish business. Blah, 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 blah. You know what? So bad. Breathe. Wait. Tell me. Wait till I... Serve Wait for that. the response. That's right. Don't serve me two balls in a row. You go right on the wall. So it's amazing that you use the term knocking because this one came in and before it even starts in parentheses, it says gently knocking, which is super creepy to me. And don't ever gently knock on my door. Like if you're going to knock on my door, like give it a loud pound and Hi, Mark. I saw you are the president of your company, and I wanted to reach out to you to see if you are looking to add coaching or mentorship capabilities to your training programs. Uh, hello, Norman. Hello. Like, have you, are you kidding? I, I literally put out content on a daily basis about what we do to help coach and train people. 
And so I responded back. I said, hey, I said, hey, Jerry, would really have appreciated if you'd done a little bit of research on us. Oh, well, I did, but I wanted to show you that we can help you with all of your online coaching. No, thank you, Jerry. You've already lost me at the very beginning. Sorry, sir. Not going to happen. Really unfortunate there. Um, here's my second offering. Um, and this is, again, learn the rules of the game. So if you're going to send me a note, looks like we know some of the same people on LinkedIn. I thought it might be mutually beneficial to add each other to our professional networks, Steve. Okay, so on the surface, let's break it down. That's not a bad message. No. personal. There's nothing personal. But my gut is telling me you sent that same message to the entire 710 million people on LinkedIn. You don't even know who I am. So it doesn't work. So I sent him back. I go, sure, Tyler, that'd be great. What are you thinking? Ghost. (laughs) Where'd you go? Where'd you go? You know, I guess I think don't really want to connect. (laughs) And and so that's really the thing to me is I think people are like, oh, well, somebody's come into my world. They want to connect. That's the importance of leaving them in that request box until you've solidified some sort of conversation, because that's what people are doing. They're just mass messaging. So uh, are we moving on to some good stuff? Yeah, we got one. Let's, we got to go fast. So one each. So let me share with you a, a little tidbit here. And we might go over a minute, which is fine. The power of LinkedIn is not who you know, it's who they know. So somebody comes into my world, Jeff Winkler, comes in through Dave Stavali. Congratulations, Dave. I know things are moving forward for you and there's some light at the end of the tunnel. So I send him a message. He comes back with me. Steve, I split time between Boca and Detroit. I've heard people in Boca mention your name. Also, I was college roommates with Dave Stavali. I noticed he is a big fan, so I thought it'd be good enough for me to reach out as well. Bam. So glad. So I go back. So glad you did. Happy to grab coffee sometime to learn more. Meantime, stay on the ball. I have coffee with Bang. <laughs> Bang. Hall, of, Hall of Fame, man. That's the way to play the game, man. Bang. So one one quick one before we go from Sayab. He said, um, thanks for your for thanks for asking, Mark. Based on your impressive profile, I thought our connection would be a fruitful relationship for both of us. You are a former football coach and advisor to businesses, and I am a medical slash fitness gadgets designer and developer. Thought we might help each other. Fantastic. He did his research. He knows exactly who I who I am, where I come from, what I'm doing now, is able to communicate to me why he thought we might be a match. Let's have a conversation and figure out if we can help each other. Well done, well done, well done. So uh, we went way over today, but who gives a shit? <laughs> we, control our we can do what we want. I hope you got the idea that I started with nothing and we had a 30-minute conversation on shooting the shit. If you shoot the shit with people, you will score every time. Go out there, pick five people that you have not spoken to in a while and have a conversation with them and watch what happens to your life. Love you guys. Thank you for all the support. We hit, I think, 55 or 60 people live today that we could see, but uh, we're representing huge numbers. Shay just did the numbers. We're all over the world. Bring a friend. Have coffee with somebody at the Daily Huddle. You guys go out there and make it real. Go.